1: Hi, everyone. This is Amy Valdivia, and this is the Divorce Literacy Podcast. You know, when we've recorded podcasts in the past, you've heard us talk about all of the different facets of divorce, especially when it comes to the business of divorce, the home, the kids, and the money involved in the cost of a divorce. There's a different cost that I'd like to talk about today, and that's the emotional cost. And who better to help me? explain and share with all of you exactly what all of that means is Beverly Price. She's a certified divorce and empowerment coach, as well as a pre-mediation coach. That is something new that we haven't heard a whole heck of a lot about. So I wanted to share a little bit about what Beverly does. Actually, I'm going to let her share. And then I want to dive deeper on how we can support those divorcing homeowners while they're in the middle of divorce. Thank you for joining me, Miss Beverly.
0: Oh, thanks so much for having me, Amy. I'm so honored to be here. Okay, let's jump right into this.
1: Who's Beverly? How did you do this? And what exactly is this pre-mediation coach? We've not heard about this before.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm an empowering coach who helps women through their divorce journey from the beginning to the midpoint and to life after so that they can eliminate their pain and their overwhelm and their sadness and anger and resentment with more knowledge and skills and peace than I ever experienced myself because I combine my personal divorce experience that a lot of divorce coaches do with my professional training to help them. And I've been doing this for over 30 years. So I live in South Carolina. So I'm on the opposite coast from you, Amy. And um, and I love what I do. I love helping women move through the divorce and get rid of their pain and go on to a happy life. Now, the pre-mediation coach is really something new. And it's a certification program that was developed specifically around the concept of mediation and ADR principles, where what we do is we fully prepare the client to walk into that mediation process as comprehensive and as intelligent and as prepared as possible. Whether that's gathering information, whether that's assessing their positions versus interests, And just fully getting ready for the negotiation process.
1: Now, let's go back a little bit. Okay. We're preparing for mediation. And there was that word empowerment in your Mm -hmm. title. You work with both men and women or only one? Women. I
0: specialize in women. And part of that's due to my own personal experience and the ability to relate to women the best. There are lots of good divorce coaches for men, and I'm happy to refer men to them as well.
1: And is there a specific age range that you find is is visiting with you or does it not matter?
0: Um, it's typically around thirty five to fifty five I would say, which is also kind of the range where the majority of divorces happen in that okay. age range. Tell me a little bit about the profile of that woman. um that woman is has typically been married for a few years, some upwards of twenty, some downwards of ten uh, may have children, whether they are in the home or grown um have experienced a lot of, uh, I would say, verbal, emotional abuse and have tried to make their marriage work desperately, but nothing seemed to work. And so they kind of threw their hands up and said, I can't take any more. I deserve better than this. And I'm going to move on with my life.
1: Tell me what that process looks like on your end, because I'm already thinking about okay, she's preparing them for mediation. This is all the pre-work, the emotional work, because mediation becomes part of the business. True? Right,
0: right. Walk me through the process. Well, I actually work on divorce, um, the entire divorce process, whether it's litigation or settlement and mediation. And the process is similar in some ways. And it starts with assessing where that client is. And the coaching will look different depending on where that client is. For example, if a person has come to me because they're struggling emotionally, they're full of resentment, full of anger, full of fear, then we go through a process to eliminate those fears and that resentment. Because one of the biggest mistakes you can make in a divorce is to let your emotions hijack you or to try and process all of your emotions with your attorney, which is going to cost a fortune. So what we try and do is work with those emotions, because that way it frees up space in your brain for clearer thinking and better decisions. If you go into a divorce or mediation being driven by your emotions, you're going to wake up two or three years from now and kick yourself and say, I didn't make the best decisions for myself and my family. Because it's been scientifically shown that you cannot think straight when all of that is going on in your brain and in your emotional makeup, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's just even like buying
1: a car, because Mm -hmm. you absolutely love the red sports car. when have you? You go in and you you end up negotiating terribly because right your emotions are taking control. The school of hard knocks taught you a whole lot about how to become the coach that you are today. However,
0: you did require, and you are certified, true? Absolutely. It's the most important thing. And I would tell anybody that's looking for a divorce coach to make sure that that divorce coach is trained, certified, and practiced. And the reason being, there are people that get divorced and think because they've gotten a divorce, they can teach everybody how to do it. But there's a lot of difference from divorce to divorce. You know, for example, I've been married more than once. And in one of mine, the marriage was very, and the divorce was very cordial. It was very civil. It was very businesslike. And we went on to co-parent very smoothly. In another, it was very abusive, very nasty, very high-conflict. And so those two opposite end of the spectrum require a totally different approach. Um, So if my personal experience is only one of those, I might only think I know how to help. The other aspect is there's a significant amount of training involved in knowing how to coach well. It's not just like talking to your best friend.
1: It's not picking up the phone at 2 a.m. and just saying, okay, let's talk through this and grab a cup of tea. It's a little bit more than that. I presume a lot of psychology.
0: Um, Yes, a lot of psychology, but probably more than that, a lot of emotional management. Um, and trying to move a person from the place of negativity to positive thinking. It's a lot of mindset work, learning how to shift those pathways in the brain that we've created that are negative to new ones that are positive so that we can move through that journey. And then a good bit of it is once you've been through that divorce, is what do you need to build that wonderful ideal life going forward? What emotions, what skills, what knowledge do you need? And the reason I say empowerment is because I want women to come out stronger, the new and improved version. And I believe knowledge and working with a coach is your power.
1: So two follow-up questions to that. Sure. Pre-divorce, post-divorce. And definitely work that work with them through divorce, especially mediation certification that you have. I presume that's number one. That's true. However, I presume that all of this ties into the children as well. You don't work with the children;
0: you work with mom to for the child. Absolutely, absolutely. There are plenty of really talented certified parenting coaches. They can work with parents and children together um, that I refer my clients to as well. Um, But I work with clients at the very beginning, whether they're just not sure if they want a divorce or not, but we're going to bring clarity to that decision making. Then I help clients with one of the most important moments in the divorce, and that is planning for that conversation you're going to have with your spouse that you want that divorce. That is absolutely the most critical conversation because it's going to set the stage for the entire rest of your divorce. So we role play, we process emotions, and we role play and we role play until you get comfortable. We look at what is the setting. We want to do everything to make sure that discussion is as cordial and as civil as possible for the sake of you and your children. And- This is, it's surprising to me
1: that you have the the ability to role play and role play and role play, because in my mind, I'm thinking many women are afraid to even ask for help. Yes. They're afraid to even ask, should I even get a divorce? Because they're afraid Mm -hmm. of what the answer is, right? So in my mind, I was thinking they're not coming to you until they already know, okay, I'm going to be in a divorce
0: situation. Some of them do, some of them do. It just really depends. Um, If if everything worked out the way, the the best way possible, which we all know life doesn't happen that way, they would come to me when they're considering divorce and then we would take it all the way through their recovery. But frequently I might get a referral from a certified divorce financial analyst. So the process has already started. Or I might get a referral from an attorney and the process has started. Uh, Sometimes if it's they're referred by a friend, it might be sooner in the process because they may have told that friend that um, that I'm thinking a divorce, but I'm not sure. And in one case, I got a referral from a soon to be (laughs) (laughs) ex-sister-in-law.
1: So it's a whole family affair. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. When you and I first met, I was so in. Wonderful time. (laughs) It was. It was a great conversation. The very first one we had. But I was very intrigued by what you do because I'm very much part of the numbers. Mm -hmm. And I realized that as I was talking to clients, I'm trying to extract information because I have to crunch numbers. That's my job. That's my lane. And then I kept hearing the, but my kids, they're so accustomed to to the Christmas tree right there in that front of that window. We don't want to lose our home. Where are we going to go? Things like, how do you move that woman with her children to the point where, okay, now it's time to talk to Amy. And
0: talk about how you're going to keep this home. What are well, some of the things that you you help with? Sure. Well, one of the biggest fears in divorce is what happens to the marital home. The next biggest or the first biggest fear is finances. The second biggest fear is co-parenting and the, or the children. And the third is uh, marital home. And so that's where you and I intersect between emotion and facts, and figures. And so frequently what happens is, I had said earlier, I believe knowledge is power. And when a woman panics and is just all upset about, can I keep the marital home? Can I not? Boom, phone call to Amy. You need the facts to eliminate the fears. Right. Now, let's say Amy tells her, there's no way you can keep the marital home. Or you can keep the marital home, but your standard of living is going to need to change drastically, right? Right. So then we walk through that and start assessing, okay, what's really the, you know, what's really the most important factor here? What is your position? Are you worried about the children changing schools? Are you worried about the familiarity of the real estate? Are you um, worried about um, not having the support of a carpool and other resources you have because you're there locally? Are you worried that if you have to move, you'll be so far from work or you can't afford it? So you, you really have to dissect what the fear is. And there are many, many fears of people in this process, not just the marital home but their fears like am i going to live the rest of my life alone fear of are my children going to be psychologically messed up you know right. all of those and just like any of them you combat them with information skill building and practice the other thing i do that's a little bit unusual is i combine my my business background and i measure their progress over time so that we make sure that they're moving forward instead of moving backward in how they're feeling and doing. You answered all my questions,
1: all of that, <laughs> because I, w- I was going straight for okay, we're collaborative, we work together. That's the big buzzword in divorce these days collaboration. And of course, we're hearing a lot more about mediation, and it depends on where you are in the country. It's truly about yep. creating this team that supports you in your divorce. And you yes. just, you touched upon all of that. That's why we work together. And that's really why we hit it off so well when we first met. When you are thinking about your cases, mm-hmm. the most memorable case that just really, really sticks with you and gave you your, this is why I do it moment.
0: There was a young woman that came to me and she couldn't get two sentences out without crying. Um, She had been separated from her spouse for a couple of years, but she was still emotionally entangled with him. Mm. He constantly cheated on her and he expected her to support him financially. In other words, he wanted a mother rather than a wife. She took that all on herself and blamed herself and said there was something wrong with him or something wrong with her because he didn't act differently. She was depressed. She was seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist in me. And we worked diligently. We worked twice a week uh, through this to the point that two days before mediation, She shows up on her client call and all of a sudden there's a different woman there. There's a happy, there's a content, there's a a logical thinker and smiling. And I said, okay, what's happened? She said, I don't know, but something's happened. And my therapist even asked me what happened. She said, the work we're doing is making a change. Then we walked her through the mediation. She did it with grace and clarity and strength. And now we're working on her recovery afterwards. But that moment where I saw her flip from miserable to strong was the greatest gift I could have ever received.
1: That's awesome. I what a beautiful, beautiful story. I have to tell you, because there have been women that I have talked to and you just think, boy, I, I mean, they've got nothing, nothing to hang on to. And they're just right. asking and please anybody help. And so it's so beautiful to hear that story. And I'm oh, so thank grateful you. that you shared that. So please tell the listening audience, you can support people all across the nation. Yes. And all around the world, actually. Yeah. As long as they're English speaking. Yes. And most of your appointments are done via Zoom? All of them, yes. Okay. If a client wants a telephone interview only and doesn't want to do Zoom, how do you feel about that? That's fine. Okay.
0: And more, most importantly, how can they find you? They can go to my website, www.herempowereddivorce.com herempowereddivorce.com. And you can find me with Her Empowered Divorce on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. And I'm also a podcast host of a podcast called Her Empowered Divorce that you can find wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Thank you. If there's one bit of advice that you
1: can leave with a divorcing woman that's listening to this right now, what would you say to
0: her? there's so many pieces. Um, There is hope. There is hope that life can get better. And while hearing that phrase, it takes time, kind of is like pouring salt into a wound. There's an element of that. But when you go through it, and you're willing to work on yourself, change can happen and create a wonderful life.
1: That is wonderful. And it just, It does. It gives hope. I am so grateful that you spent some time with me today. Is there anything else you want the listening audience to know?
0: Um, No, I think that's it. I think um, one particular element is I would always look to a core team of a divorce coach, a certified divorce financial analyst, and a legal professional for anyone, whether you're under emotional duress or not. Uh, to go through it, because a divorce coach can save you time, money, and pain. CDFAs provide you with information to create knowledge. And early on, if you have a marital home, or if you're thinking about buying a new property, you must bring in a CDLP, because uh-huh. a CDLP is going to know things that a traditional mortgage lender isn't going to know. And you deserve the absolute best and most accurate information possible. So always turn to a CDLP. We're going to just make that the commercial.
1: (laughs) That was fantastic. Thank you so very, very much. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for your time today. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to you more in the future.
0: Thanks so much, Amy. You have a great day, too. Take care. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at DivorceLendingAssociation.com.